My name is Dave McClellan, the spelling Dave McClellan, D-A-V-E-M, little c, big c, L-E-L-L-A-N-D. Hi, I'm Dave McClellan, and it has been a remarkable lifetime for me. I started in radio and TV way back in 1955, continued in that industry on in a full-time basis for about 14 years. During that time, I got involved uh, rather heavily with the sport of drag racing. And I was traveling the country on weekends, reading the news on TV on the weekdays, and combined the two and was able to provide for a family of a wife and three kids. Uh, pretty soon, the drag racing began to take precedence in my life, and I started working for folks like the National Hot Rod Association, manager of Southland Dragways in Houma, Louisiana, vice president and general manager of Dallas International Motor Speedway, and ended up getting a full-time job with NHRA and moving to Glendale, California some 43 years ago. We still live in the same house in Glendale that we moved into in 1971. I spent uh, about seven and a half to eight years with NHRA went to work for Argus Publishers. By that time, I was doing announcing the NHRA drag racing TV shows, master of ceremonies and various functions around the country, and still holding a full-time job. I went to Argus Publishers as an ad salesman. I was successful, but did not like the job. Too many negatives. I came up with the idea for an automotive event called Super Chevy Sunday. And we staged our first event in 1981. I ran that company for four years before in 1985 making the decision to work for myself. I've been freelancing ever since and have done everything known to man in automotive history, in uh, radio and TV, all sorts of various things. You get to meet some of the nicest people in the world. I admire and respect every person that will set foot on a racetrack, and I don't care whether it's a drag strip, an oval track, the Bonneville Speed Trials, the Salt Flat, it matters not. I admire and respect these individuals beyond words. I hope it gives you a brief idea. I'm still doing a few things, master of ceremonies mostly, I've cut out the race announcing, and uh, the TV thing sort of went away as I got older, if you'll understand what I'm saying. You wouldn't see this wrinkled face on a camera in uh, anybody's network venture. But it's been an incredible life. I still enjoy it. I still do what I want to do. So. Paul Page made a comeback. They were saying he's too old, but I mean, IndyCar needs him. Did you hear about, do you oh, know Paul I Page? Never, I, I don't think you ever get too old for it. The body may tell you you'd be, it's uh, time to stop, that you're not correct in the fact that you think you're not too old. But I still enjoy it. I'm, I guess, pretty good at it because they keep hiring me back. So with that, I uh, pick and choose. You definitely have a, a distinct voice and delivery. I mean, that's Thank almost you. classic. That's I don't think I've had since as best I can recall, a sophomore in high school, and that is a long, long time ago. So, what, what would you pass along recommendation to other announcers coming up? There are a lot of be yourself. 
Uh, that's the hardest thing. The announcer tends to want to sound like somebody else or pattern their style and delivery after somebody else. I say, be yourself. If the individual you're trying to duplicate is still alive, he's going to get the work, not you. So with that, just be yourself. And uh, you can acquire skills as you grow because you learn the technique of doing it and it gets better every year. What was your, what's your advice to young people now? America you know, has got a different leadership problem, local, Find state, federal. Find yourself a career that you enjoy doing and pursue it. Don't sit back waiting for somebody else to hand it to you. You're going to have to do it. College can be of great assistance. It doesn't mean there's nothing out there for you if you don't want to go to college or you can't go to college. But find a trade that is always going to be active, that somebody is looking for an employee to perform X task. And that's uh, the best advice I could give. It's what about a hard world. Don't, don't misunderstand me. You have to work. It's a simple matter of that. It's a job. Well, what's the role of teachers and role models? Now, we need good teachers and we need good role models. Obviously, you're a good role model and also I, an icon. You know, people call me a role model. I say, come on, I'm just me. And that's uh, been my attitude the whole time. Uh, yes, I love the race, and I did for a, a while, but you can't combine race announcing and race on the track because the time it comes uh, to go racing, you're up working in the towel. So with that, I had to put it off until later in life, but I had a good time for about 10 or 12 years. And won the March meet in my category. And that car is now in the museum, and they threatened to stuff me and stack me alongside of it. So, you know, the America Space Program, the Sputnik Challenge, it put a man on the moon. It was amazing how that happened. So what's oh, well, it, it's not all that amazing if you understand you've got some of the brightest people in the world working on it. Just think what that camera would be doing if you had the same technology going for it as uh, put the man on the moon. It's an astonishing thing. I want to make a parallel between motorsports and uh, the, the space race and NASA. Well, it's all technology, you know. Who would have ever thought you could have a cell phone that has more computing power than a big yep. box IBM of years ago. The Apollo. And here you are, you carry it on your belt, and it does all kinds of wonderful things. So, um, about America 2.0, the recovery right now, America's in a slump, I think. It's more, there's a, America is in a, I think, morally bankrupt. We see a lot of corruption, so how do we get out of it? We need young, passionate people. We can find it here in SEMA, obviously, Automotive, I mean, it's obsession, passion. I, I'll put it to you this way. I've been around this industry and this sport for nearly 60 years. And I cannot tell you how many times I have heard, oh my, the sport's going dead, the young people aren't coming in. Well, where did the people that are here active today come from but that younger group years ago? I, I think there is a groundswell right now because some of the cars that you can buy over the counter are very interesting and very fast cars. And 
doesn't require a great deal of technical knowledge. It doesn't require a great deal of work to get them to run faster than built race cars. I guarantee you a car purchased from the Ford Motor Company today off the showroom floor would run quicker and faster than my 865 at 152 mile an hour full-blown altered race car. Now, I admit it, mine could make more power, but the situation is that uh, it's available to you, and I think the younger generation is going to take to it very well. The problem with it is, is affordability for the young people. That's why you see them involved in so many uh, foreign car activities. So, last question. What about the tragedy of IndyCar, the split, the cart and IRL split in the mid-90s? I mean, the, the Indy 500 was a showcase of American ingenuity well, and technology. Now look at the shape, and now NASCAR has literally taken over. I am not that close to IndyCar racing. I did a bunch of work uh, at the Long Beach Grand Prix from the original Grand Prix announcing for a radio station up through some of the IndyCar things. Everything changes. No matter what you try to do, you cannot keep it the same. And when a certain group of people get into a position, they're going to go their direction. It may be counter to what's out there on the track today. But uh, obviously it didn't work out very well. And they're paying the price and the penalty for it today. How do you it's think happened they happened in many forms of racing? And I expect it to continue. Why should it stop there? So how do you think the IndyCar can, just just like you said with young people, hard work. They get, Rome wasn't built overnight. They have a long uh, road ahead I, of them. I really am not that familiar with mm -hmm. IndyCar racing to even offer a comment mm -hmm. about it. Other than uh, I think that if you got them to give you a straight answer, they would all say, we made a mistake. But that's only guessing, because it's been years since I've been involved with it at all. Now, NHRA, that's an interesting story. They had some recent uh, modifications, making, you know, four cars racing simultaneously. What do you think about that? They, they raced four cars back in the 1950s. This is nothing new. It's just, uh, it's been a, quite a while since anybody's Congratulations. They got rid of the quarter mile. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of naive to NHRA. Well, that, that's a safety factor that it's very difficult to disagree with. Uh, the purists may say quarter mile is the only thing, but you've got to realize for just a few hundred dollars, every racetrack in America that races top fuel and funny car had their shutdown area, the place where you had to slow that car, extended by 320 feet. Some racetracks are landlocked. They cannot expand. They cannot put more shutdown area in. So how do you argue with giving them more than another 132 feet of shutdown area? It's very difficult to uh, say, oh yeah, well, that's no problem. Okay. So, okay. Thanks Got a lot, go. and um, have a good 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 future events. We'll, we'll keep seeing you out there.